what the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Welcome to the latest episode. Yay. Coming to you from the FBI and AFP's joint secret ANOM encrypted app used to snare 400 criminals around the world. Ooh, I have no idea what this is. What happened? <laughs> this is my favourite story lately, basically. So mm. the FBI and the Australian Federal Police, which is basically our FBI, but more of a, more of a political attack squad more than anything, mm. teamed up and launched a encrypted app called ANOM, A-N lowercase O-M, mm. which was pitched directly at organised crime across the world. Uh-huh. The idea being get all these criminals to jump from WhatsApp and what whatever other encrypted apps they were using to use this new super-duper encrypted Bitcoin app. Uh-huh. And basically you can talk about all your crimes that you want to and no one's ever going to catch you. Yeah, cut to Morgan Freeman's voice, but they did catch them because the police set this whole app up. No, yeah, they so they created their own like fake WhatsApp. They created their own fake (gasps) WhatsApp. No, and have snared hundreds and hundreds of serious organized crime people all around the world, and they've 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 seized like billions of dollars in assets. And no, it's brilliant. But my favorite part of this is. You know, for all their success in crime, like in crime, mm-hmm. when you actually get to see the text messages of criminals laid bare, it's oh. really disappointing. Oh, at how, really? And how bad at that shit they are. Because they have what? usernames. They have usernames. And one of them was calling himself Kaiser Soze. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine being a criminal. Oh, and referring no. to yourself as Kaiser Soze. Oh, no. Can you imagine, like, you, oh, my God, we're going to find out that, like, Vladimir Putin is, like, panty blower, like, <laughs> 16 or something. I've got a friend that used to sell knickers online that she'd, like, she'd pee them and sell them. Oh. And her name was Clitcoin. So that was pretty good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, wow. Okay, I kind of, I kind of wish. Are there any examples of these text messages? Oh, they're brilliant. Like they're, they've been splashed all over the news here in mm. Australia. Like the, the number of criminals they seize, like Lamborghinis and all sorts of shit. Like something that, like sixty kilograms of um, precursor drugs, all which is nothing in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, it's yeah. hugely embarrassing. They reckon the biggest, the mm. biggest aspect of this is that it's like none of these criminals are going to know who to trust anymore because they're all just going to be ratting on each other. Well. If you can't even like, yeah, if you can't even trust your like WhatsApp group, like, no, you know, your secret chat. Can I say one of my uh, one of my favorite sort of like FBI stings ever? And this is this is very very long time ago. This happened like a couple of decades ago. Yeah, but basically they had all these like warrants of people, like outstanding warrants, people involved in mainly in that sort of, eh, New York, uh, you want us some pizza? Like, you know. That's um, a very good accent, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted these specific outstanding warrants. So they actually sent out um, 
you know, like messages, be it, you know, letters, um, text messages to, you know, the last name contacts saying that these people were wanted because it was a talent (laughs) organisation that wanted real authentic people to star along Robert De Niro (laughs) in a gangster film. That's so good. And so basically they just set up, yeah, come to our business. We're going to take some headshots for you and you you could be in a film with Robert De Niro. All of these people that had been impossible to catch are like, I don't care if it's sick. I've never even sent out a resume, but I don't care. It's the, it's the chance to work with De Niro himself. Yeah. And St- I, Steve Van Zant turns up. <laughs> but oh my God. But I mean, and I'm like, what a dumbass. It's not even like they promised Al Pacino. Yeah. I'd come out of hiding for Al Pacino. I'd come out of hiding if it was to be in a if it was to be in a De Palma film or Scorsese. I'd come out of hiding for like I'd come out of hiding for James Cameron film. Would James Cameron come out of hiding for a James Cameron film? He, yes. What's he making? What's he done? Oh my god, he's like just making vegan products in New Zealand. Oh, really? Yes. In between diving looking for shipwrecks, he's making yeah, and making and making the, the the next two Avatar films. Wow. Yeah, and he's just like just working on his agenda to make the world like vegan. Right in New Zealand of all places. In New Zealand. Yeah, him and his lovely wife. They they own like a farm, like a vegan organic farm. In New Zealand? In New Zealand. So in New Zealand, bruh. So one of the cleanest, most progressive countries in the world? Yeah. Wow, what a challenge. <laughs> no, that is where they're they're setting, they're setting up their like, what's the opposite of Do that evil? shit in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're very big in Texas. We, we could get more like left-wing, lefty, <laughs> storm the Capitol building than, than us. We're big in Texas. Yeah. If we could get that guy who dressed up as a bison... Who turned up at all the Jamiroquai? Yeah, the guy that looked like Jamiroquai. Yeah. Get him to go. Actually, he was vegan, wasn't he? Who? That fucking that weird Trump supporter. Oh that- no, no, no! But oh, no, he'd only eat organic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't vegan. He'd only eat organic. Um, and that's because they did an interview with his mum saying that he was <laughs> he was finding he was on a prison strike because the prison wouldn't serve him vegan food because normally his mum would prepare all of his vegan food Jeez. not his vegan his organic his organic food, food. food for him as if that motherfucker could afford to shop Whole Foods yeah well no because his mum was buying it no he's no, not okay. vegan because a vegan wouldn't be wearing a bison that's not vegan well unless it was like artificial faux bison yeah yeah a bison. A bison, yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't so much storm the capital as we just like politely, <laughs> you know, ask if it would feel if we could too, move inside. <laughs> too busy smuggling cameras onto piggeries, aren't you? <laughs> Pretty to much. To deal with actual democracy. Pretty much. Oh, my God. Do you know what? Some of the... Just on a side note, some of the like... That's what this whole fucking podcast should have been called. Just on a side note. Just on a side note. Some of the agricultural laws that big, you know, the dairy and meat industries have brought in, you can actually face, okay, yeah. in places uh, in America, they're trying to bring it into Australia as well. Yeah. You can actually, f- you face longer terms in prison for exposing... Um, cruelty or abuse yeah. on farms than what you actually get for like, well, you know, assaulting people, you yeah. know, for doing the crime. Um, it's well, bullshit. Well, that's happening right now in Australia. Like we've got some of the worst whistleblower protections in the free world. 
that guy that blew the whistle on um, the Australian tax office and robo debt. Yeah. There was another guy who blew the whistle on what happened with the special forces in Australia and he's facing jail time. Mm. It's fucking insane. It's bullshit. You know what? That's why I don't listen to everyone here. If if you're on the side of right, that's why you need to blow the whistle. Yeah. And then we just eat the rich straight away. Oh, would you come out of vegan retirement eat to eat them. a rich person? Eat them before they get the chance to send you to prison. No, seriously, I want to know. Like, this is this is the George. This is the Mayweather question. You know, you get like if Mayweather versus Logan Paul, are you going to come out of retirement if Gina Reinhart is on the table or Betsy DeVos? I am. I I'm a very committed vegan, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Um, I will not stand for animal exploitation. I'm very. It's a very key and important part yes. of, of of who I am. That I would never in any way hurt or allowed to be harmed it's it's that what, Asimov. Are, you a, what are you a fucking android is that as yeah. sort of principle that you know that i would allow an, an animal sure to thing, be Bishop. Harmed. sure thing yeah okay yeah that in no way extends to human <laughs> beings because human beings are complete and utter fucking assholes okay i made a commitment to be nice to cows i never said a fucking word about the rich no i won't eat their poodles but i will eat the fuck out of the rich cow never fucked you over at work to yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) you know what bison never shipped my job over to someone to pay him two cents an hour exactly fucking eat the rich i'll tell you what though like i mean i i'm trying to eat less meat and I respect the way that you live and all that sort of stuff. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make meat more of an occasion. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of doing it less but doing it well, treating it with respect and really really going to some effort if I'm going to eat meat. Gacy was like that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to really I'm not, respect you, backpacker. I'm not going to fucking put a child in my wall. I'm not doing that. I'm talking about, you know, like a brisket. I'd- I, I just like to be fair. Your kid does have a cold at the moment, <laughs> and you kind of had that look on your eye, like you were ready to put him in a wall, yeah. <laughs> just like prick it up. Just hear the walls coughing like yeah. it's Amityville. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I've got his cold right now, which is why I sound like I'm on the COVID list. But yeah, yeah. Look, and, and like you know what? Can I say to every parent out there? We understand, and it's nothing against you. I think it's perfectly normal that every now and then you want to like brick your child in a wall. Yeah. And the fact that you don't makes you a superhero. My friend explained that to me. when. So we, like, my friend and I, neither of us had any plans to become parents. He, yeah. he did before me. Yeah. He's very happy now, but he explained something to me when I first became a father. He said, there's going to be a, a day when you, tr- when you graduate from just being a dad to being a father. And, yeah. you, and you're going to recognise that day, and it's going yeah. to it's going to it's going to resonate with you for the rest of your life. And that day, yeah, is going to be when you're three months without sleep. Yeah, it's four in the morning. Yeah, your child is screaming still, no matter what you do. Mm. And you look at the toilet and you think, I could drown them in that because you couldn't be fucked putting an inch of water in a bucket. <laughs> and when you don't do it, that's when you become a father, and it fucking happened. Oh, it's a beautiful message, isn't it? That's Isn't it? beautiful. I didn't kill my child. Well, no, you There's know a scout badge I'll wear. <laughs> you know what? That's it. I'm, it's Everything is all this like bullshit that it's all this like, oh, we spent each other like like buying, you know, like painting love hearts and it's yeah. like a beautiful like Hallmark movie. No, I've, I've seen people with kids. Oh, it's fucking horrid. And every time I see them, I'm like, thank fuck I have cats. Can I just say, if I... Okay. If we were to like remake the movie Aliens, <coughs> yeah, and I was Hicks, 
Okay. The movie may have ended very different. Because let's just say if you as Ripley went to go save your child. Yeah. I might have been like, oh, good luck with that. (laughs) Bye-bye, lady. (laughs) On the spaceship, winded up. Woo! (laughs) Off at a Tijuana Mexican space farm. Yeah, absolutely. Different. More of that Octorian. Boom. Dang. (laughs) Different movie. Very Very different different movie. Very different movie. No, so bravo to everyone out there not drowning their child. Yeah, there's some more merch that we can have. Scout badge not drowning your child. Yeah, I did not drown my child today. Parent of the week. <laughs> Keep on coming back. <laughs> yeah, woo! It works if you work it. Oh, it's the little victories. It is. You've got to celebrate the little victories. Just quickly back to veganism. Because yeah. for this little hot uh-huh. sauce company that I run on the side to try and get... Oh, get of a, your little plug in? Uh, no, no. For that, I'm doing some market research and I'm getting into like low and slow barbecue and that sort of stuff. Gross. It's really bad. It's yeah. the worst thing. I've I've had to join as a journalist when I used to be a journalist in a former life. Uh-huh. I've had to join in on some subcultures and try and learn a bit about them. Nothing. Oh, the old, it's for research, yeah, yeah, honey. Yeah, yeah. Finger waggle. <laughs> research. Yeah, swingers. Who would have thought? <laughs> But no, so I've I've got involved with the low and slow barbecue community in Australia. They are some of the most vicious bastards. Yeah. Because people will get on there and go, oh, I cooked this for 14 hours at bloody 38 degrees Celsius and then I wrapped it and did this. And straight away people are like, that's shit, mate. Give it to your dog. <laughs> like just straight on. And like they're not joking. They're like, you fucked that up. You know, oh. gun and badge on my desk. And these poor people are just like, I spent an entire day cooking this. And like, yeah, well, you fucked it. Another guy was like, mow your lawn. Because he, bar- he can see the lawn behind the barbecue. He's like, you need to mow your fucking lawn. <laughs> Go earn those beers. <laughs> then, how the- do these people not realise they are driving red-blooded Australian men straight towards veganism? Because every vegan I know has a fucking straggly-ass lawn. <laughs> those beers did not have to be earned. Oh, wow. It's, it's kind of like it's that... It's kind of like, you know, just getting that sort of insight into like what men are like in prison, but they're yeah. not in prison. This is kind of... They're in meat prison. Yeah. It's pecking order. I think I was in a band called Meat, meat prison. prison. Yeah. At some point. I had friends who were in a band called Meat Wallet. Oh. oh. Yeah. That were nasty. That's unfortunate. <laughs> well, I think they chose it. Oh. I didn't choose the Meat Wallet. The Meat Wallet chose me. It's <laughs> definitely not vegan. But no, you've, you've got to check it out. Just go incognito, like... All your desires to to yell at them about veganism, you won't need to when you see how these people are tearing each other apart with their criticism of each other's attempts to cook a brisket. (laughs) Maybe, oh my God, the irony, there's actually no meat eaters in the group. It's just all vegans (laughs) who have gone in undercover and hopefully just wear down your self-esteem until you become vegan. Just like, boo, you should not be allowed near meat ever again. Boo, (laughs) I'm taking away your privileges. (laughs) Ooh. Too much fire, mate. You fucking burned it. You fucked it up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I guess we have that advantage with, like, veganism. Like, yeah. It's, you know, like, all, like, the faux moot meat. It's all, like... Faux moot? The faux moot. That's what it is. I've, I've had that before. It's the a sock. <laughs> it's all cooked. It doesn't look me. I open the packet. Done. <laughs> I like potatoes, like fucking roasted potatoes. Done. Yeah, true. Yeah, what what can you do with that? So, yeah, no, I think you should definitely, definitely eat less meat. Yeah, yeah, but and with the way that you catch oral thrush, you should definitely eat less meat. 
What has that got to do with oral flu- it's just to do, It's to do with the steroid medication I uh-huh. take for my asthma. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's not. I'm just saying. You know, just give that give that thing a break now and then. <laughs> try, try not breathing. Just medically. Just, yeah. you know, just, you know, I've give got, it a rest. I've got lungs like wet gossamer, but <laughs> according to you, I should just fucking hang back and not occasionally get a mild throat irritation. Just cut down on the dick is what I'm saying. Just cut down on or the dick. Or is the solution more dick? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's like that Ralph Wiggum thing. Maybe it's not enough dick, yeah. Yeah, my nose is bleeding. I'm either picking it too much or not enough. I need more dick in my life. <laughs> or just, you know, maybe get him to like put it in some ointment first. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe just get the eucalyptus and the tea tree right back there. Or right back there. Use hand sanitizer for lube. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm sure well, it's been done. In the time of COVID, can you ever really be too safe? I don't think you can. Yeah. There you go. That's not, please don't do that. That's not medically applied. We're not endorsing that in any way, shape or form. Let's leave that to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah. If she says you put isopropyl alcohol in your vagina, don't. What about turmeric? That's an antiseptic, (laughs) isn't it? You should just roll it like a... Like Like, an orange Indian sausage roll. Like a strange profiterole. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. I'm just... I don't know. know, So all the young single hot people out there, let us know how you're practicing safe dick practices in the time of COVID. How do you keep your dick COVID free? Definitely the bison dude is using turmeric on his dick because that's Whole Foods. (laughs) (laughs) Just see him standing there in the corner just sprinkling it on. Only if it's organic. (laughs) Only if it's organic turmeric. Like he is not an animal. No. He's part bison. (sighs) I wonder how he is doing in prison. Hey? I don't know. I wonder if he's reflecting on his on his views. Life choices. Yeah. Do you think do you think they gave in and gave him um organic foods? So I I've heard the American prison system's harsh. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they have. Hmm. I've I've on a side note, I've often thought that all prisons should go vegan. And I mean, just apart from you know, just you know, you don't need all that testosterone. Some nice like tofu. You know, just might calm everyone down. That would turn into one of Idi Amin's prison purges very quickly. <laughs> Have you heard about what he did? No. So Idi Amin, at the peak of his of his totalitarian rule in Uganda, mm. the prisons were overcrowded with political prisoners. Yeah. And so what he would do is he would basically, they'd have these death matches, like fucking Escape from New York. Oh. Whereas like, you've got a car axle, you've got a bat. Mm. Last person standing's got the cell. Mm. And they threw so many bodies in the river that it actually jammed up their hydroelectric power plant. Oh. Yeah. He was a bit of a shit leader, Idi Amin. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, that's just, there's there's a lot of, like, this very environmentally irresponsible. Yeah. I, I was just maybe suggesting we serve more <laughs> tofu in prison <laughs> meals. But sure, we can explore your option as well, John. I'm just saying that's so, what it would turn into. Swings and roundabouts. Swing. <laughs> How do we go from serving tofu in prisons to escape from New York, like, death matches? Well, because have you seen what happened in South Australia when they banned tobacco in prisons? It became the number one most trafficked contraband. Yeah. Tobacco. Oh, so you think people will be like snuggling in like yeah, someone will be sausages sticking, in their ass? Someone will stick a sausage in a tennis ball and hit it over the fence. <laughs> and you'll just munch it down like a dog, like a guard dog being bribed. No, 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 no. I can't believe anybody would want to would want like a brisket that much, that they would eat a brisket that had been in somebody's butt. You've never had a good brisket. Oh, God, you carnivores are weird. <laughs> I'm not eating ass brisket. 
<laughs> I don't know. By the sounds of it, you're once that's the only thing missing was, from your low and slow. Like <laughs> I roasted this for fourteen hours in my ass. <laughs> then I put it on the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> the old Peter Russell Clark shows where he'd strap sausages to the engine of a truck and show you how to cook food while you drive. Oh, God. Is it called low and like slow? Low and slow, as in low temperature and slow time. Oh, I was just thinking like slow time, as in because that's how long, like it takes a really slow, long time for the meat to poo through your bowels. And you Probably. guys, I mean, shit, like once a month or whatever it is you do. <laughs> How did we get on this topic? I don't know. I even gave you a nice little fucking setup about 10 minutes ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, about burning things too much. Oh, well. That that ace just fucking hit the wall behind you, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of like. I <coughs> oh, see, I, I was like, oh, God, how do I get out of this? And I was going to be like, I'm vegan. I go to the toilet like. 18 times a day. Speaking of explosive. That's not normal. <laughs> it's really not normal. It is when you're vegan. No. <sighs> Whatever. Speak to a gastroenterologist. Honestly, you eat it and then it's out a minute later. Yeah, that's that's called an eating disorder. Oh, no, it's liberating. <laughs> you tell yourself that. It's also really good if you need to like um, check in luggage on a plane. <laughs> you to traffic someone. If you get to traffic people, traffic vegans, we weigh less. <laughs> and clearly you've got a fucking loose anus that you can stuff a lot of shit up <laughs> on the way in. A lot of carry-on room there. <laughs> oh, my God. I can smuggle so many bears to freedom. You have no idea. Got an anus like a meat fridge curtain. Oh. flapping about in the breeze. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <sighs> That's something I do not want to picture. Was it because I said meat? Do you know what else I don't want to picture? What? Our topic of tonight. Oh, very good. <laughs> now that you've ruined Christmas for the kids. <sighs> this week, we're going to look at spontaneous human combustion. Kablamo. Is it real? Is it possible? Is it just one more thing in the never-ending parade of things that can reach out from the shadows and strike you dead? <laughs> Is it an act of God smiting the wicked? Is it a careless cigarette? Is it an elaborate hoax to hide murder? We will stoke the embers in this week's episode of Spontaneous Human Combustion or God Lighting Your Farts (laughs) or Burning Ring of Fire or Quicker Than Gas. Or be your own spark. Very good. That's There's your next merch right there. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to just turn up to a low and slow barbecue. Just use me. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I am the meat. <laughs> I just held the meat for 14 <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh. Now, who knows when the first person went up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that how humankind discovered fire? Spontaneous human combustion? It's the theory to explain a human body that seems to have burnt and in most cases reduced to ash, soot and goo with no apparent signs of ignition. Goo? Goo. Like like Gumby's girlfriend. 
We'll get to the goo. Okay. Often surrounding objects, and even the objects such as a chair or bed that the person was on, escapes relatively undamaged or only slightly singed or damaged. So a fire that was intense enough to burn a human bones to ash, but yet leaves a wicker chair undamaged. Sometimes pieces of the person's clothing survive relatively undamaged, as too sometimes parts of the body, like a leg or a finger. It just doesn't make any sense. So that's just good fire control, which I've learned from my low and slow barbecuing. Oh, just... <laughs> yeah. Just get it, get it through the fucking stall and yeah. you're good. And then, yeah, okay. Yep. You might be surprised to know that cases of spontaneous human combustion actually begin to show up in medical records in the 17th century. And there have been hundreds of cases reported since. So the 17th century, where essentially in order to advance medical research, people had to steal bodies. Yes. But they're still like, fuck, someone caught fire. Write it down. Yeah, quick. Woo! Well, that's the kind of thing you put in your journal. Yeah, it would be. Dear diary. (laughs) Today, Clarence caught fire. Hey, as we've established, like, you know, how many times in that age were you just standing on a beach and you saw your dead neighbour being chased into the bowels of hell by Satan? <laughs> That's true. You know, what else is there to write about? You you note these things down in your journal. That's what history has taught us. Yes. Um, now, anything before that, no doubt, simply was simply justified as being the work of evil, God, or the devil smiting the wrongdoer. Then there seemed to be this assumption that this unexplained fire consumption was most likely to strike down poor old alcoholic women who nagged their husbands. Oh, dear. (laughs) And then God chose to punish them for stop working for five minutes. (laughs) So, listen, women, if you choose to stop working for five minutes and you have a sleep, you heard it, women, nap or even sit down at your own peril. There's there's God just playing Sims. <laughs> What's she doing? Is she she giving birth? No. She cooking? No. Set the bitch on fire. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, she's sitting down. Oh, <gasps> <gasps> uh, but this generalization could not be further from the truth, as the hundreds of cases reported since has shown it's been evenly distributed between men and women. People of all ages, from infancy to 114 years. Wow. Some were laying down. Imagine having the energy at 114 years to spontaneously combust. Oh, you see there's old people like on the news and they're like, how are you alive? What's your bit of like, and they're just like, and they're just near death. Yeah. My favourite one was they talked to this woman and they were like, oh, how did, you know, what's your advice to anyone, you know, to, you know, who wants to be 110? And she just looked at the camera and she was like, avoid men. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, 114 and she's never come. No. <laughs> yeah, no. She's, she's avoided men. She has many times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say it would be the other way around. Oh, my God. I'm surprised she hasn't worn herself out. Woo! Poor old Beryl's face spontaneously combusted. <laughs> it was catching such a fucking grinding. <laughs> oh. Now, some were laying down, some were sitting up, some were standing in their doorway. One person was even driving their car. How many were on the shitter? <laughs> Straining just that bit too hard. <laughs> getting a bit of Elvis. <laughs> 
Do you know a lot of people die each year? That's one of the most places yeah. where you're most likely to die because people straining too hard and they yeah. have heart attacks or pop a vessel. Well, do you know that was the big lie about Elvis's death? Yeah. They said that he died taking a shit where yeah. he, had, he had fucking drug overdose. Yeah. He's, he just had so much. It just happened to happen while he was having a shit. Yeah. 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 But oh, I reckon that's one of the worst places to die while like on the toilet. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. No. Like, oh, like literally doing anything around the house other than, you know, I'd ra- yeah, I'd rather die having a wank than having a shit. Really? Yeah. Because oh, at least she died doing what she loved. <laughs> like, I've never loved taking a shit. I've loved having a wank. Like, ding, 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 ding. Woo! Like, go out, go out with someone you love. Yeah, but I mean, what are they going to find? Is it, is it just going to be like the curtains drawn and a, and a candle and that sort of stuff? Or is it just a jackhammer running off fucking mains power? What are they going to find? Well, we know how you get down. <laughs> a sock with googly eyes. Oh, my God. No, if that was you and then just Enya playing in the house, we'd be like, ah, oh, we know what he's up to. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> oh. oh, you know what? I, want, I just don't want to die working. Oh, fuck that. That's like, like Bruce Willis, dead, still going to work. That's the <laughs> that's the most scary bit about The Sixth Sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Now, some people suggest there is no such thing as spontaneous human combustion and that there is, in fact, a rational reason and most likely a fire source. But most small fires don't burn hot enough to reduce human bones to ash. That usually takes an extreme temperature of say, 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> as found in a crematorium. Or an improperly used offset smoker, according to the Low and Slow Barbecue group on Facebook. Oh, God. <laughs> and how... <laughs> if I was that chick from Firestarter right now... Yeah. I fucking set you on fire. And how could something burning that hot not burn the person's flammable clothing? It's just bizarre. Hmm. But let's take a look at the first cases of spontaneous human combustion and see what medicine and science of the day had to say. In nineteen six, sorry, in sixteen seventy three. Okay, yep. A golden age of witchcraft, and have you tried spitting in the wound? <laughs> a gentleman called Thomas Bartholin recorded that a quote. Woman of the people. Oh. I tried to find out specifically what was meant by, quote, woman of the people. Well, it's pre, pre-women pre voting and being allowed to participate in politics, so I'm guessing she did her best work on her back. Well, I mean, I, I was like, does it mean she's a prostitute? Or then I thought, does it mean that she's homeless? No, or true. Or does it mean she's an old homeless prostitute? I wasn't sure. I, I couldn't find, so if anyone knows, to clarify. <laughs> was she just a witch? <laughs> please, hex worker, please. Hex worker, yes. <laughs> hex worker's real work. <laughs> but this woman met her unfortunate end in Paris. City of lights. Or candles. Turns out she was one of the lights. Ah. <laughs> Apparently. The woman was known to be a very heavy drinker, in particular of very strong spirits. <coughs> Although in the 1600s, I presume everything was a very strong spirit. They didn't have a lot of Maduri. 
1673. <laughs> no, they didn't have Bacardi breezes. Mm, mm. Yeah. No, they had fucking ox-eyed gin. <laughs> uh, the gentleman Thomas claimed that the woman was so fond of drinking that she had not eaten food for three years Living solely on an alcohol-fueled diet. She was the original living in Las Vegas. Was her name Le Bon Scott? (laughs) On this particular evening, the woman in question fell asleep on a bed of straw (laughs) and was somehow burnt during the night. The original Tinder. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Because in the morning, all that was found was a pile of ashes... Only her head and the ends of her fingers remained. Wow. There was no idea as to the cause of the fire and no idea why nearby straw did not catch a light. So she's burnt like an underground coal fire, basically. Yeah. Wow. Just Can you imagine just head and fingers? Yeah. I've had some fucking hangovers before, but... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In 1725, we have what is probably the first case of spontaneous human combustion being used as a defence to a murder charge. Murder most foul. No. <laughs> murder most low and slow. <laughs> well, you fucked it, mate. Look at the bark on it. I can mow your lawn, mate. <coughs> One guy had a bath for scolding pigs. They're like, what's that for? Scolding pigs. They're like, yeah, it's not for having a bath. Look at you. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) That's why all the men on this side are single. On February the 19th, 1725, a local inn was filled to capacity in anticipation of a large fair being held the following day. At 2am, the innkeeper said that he awoke to the smell of fire. The innkeeper ran from door to door, banging loudly and shouting to waken up all the guests. Fucking wake up! (laughs) All the group ran into the kitchen. They found, much to their horror, it was not in fact the building that was on fire, but it was in fact a human body. Jesus. That would turn out to be the innkeeper's wife. Oh. She was near the fireplace. Well, part of her head was, her lower limbs and some of her vertebra remained. The rest was ash. So we know it wasn't the predator. He would have taken the vertebra. Yeah, he would have. Part of the flooring underneath the body was burned and her chair near the fireplace was slightly scorched, but that was it. Nothing else in the room had been touched or burnt by the fire. A policeman who was passing on his nightly rounds heard the yelling from inside the inn, Fuck, is that her vertebra? (laughs) And entered the building. Upon seeing the remnants of the burned body, he immediately arrested the innkeeper on suspicion of murdering his wife. I've seen those cop shows. It's always the hubby. Always, yeah. There had already been rumours around town that the innkeeper was keen to be rid of his wife so that he could marry a certain younger servant girl who worked at the inn. Other rumours were that his wife had been a nag 
and a drunkard. I'm presuming these rumours were started by the innkeeper. I would presume so. And it was her habit to journey down to the kitchen each night, sit by the fire and drink herself into a stupor. Probably because her husband was a cheating bastard. Probably. I'm just saying, if you want a woman to be beautiful, love that woman. Prosecutors alleged that the husband had followed his wife downstairs and after she had passed out from alcohol and a broken heart, (laughs) the husband had poured alcohol on his wife and set her on fire in an attempt to make it look like an accident, discharging his wife and leaving him free to marry his young servant girl. Yeah. Apart from the fact that his wife had burned to ashes and he was facing death for her murder... Luck, it would turn out, was in fact on the innkeeper's side. A legal system that favours men. Yeah, it's called the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) One of the guests of the inn that night, um, and one of the guests who was led downstairs into the kitchen by the innkeeper, was physician Claude Nicholas Lecat. (laughs) A dream man. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I love it. This is back in the day where literally like you read a book once. You were now a doctor. Yeah, absolutely. It was lower than a butcher. <laughs> Lecat would actually testify at the trial in defense of the innkeeper. He testified he did not believe any fire created by man could account for the total destruction of the body, except for the few bones and pieces and certainly not whilst leaving or surrounding objects unburned. Sounds like standard landlord maintenance to me. Yeah. Just shoddy fucking work. Didn't get the job really done. Yeah, exactly. Fucking. There's a draft in here. I'll set fire to my wife. Yeah. You don't need a heater. (laughs) Or you put that in, suddenly everybody will want their wife on fire. (laughs) (sighs) After a very heated trial, the innkeeper was declared guilty of murder and was condemned to death. Okay. But Lecat continued to to repeat to anyone that would listen that it was not, quote, a normal fire. Lecat even went so far as to declare that it was, in fact, quote, Mm -hmm. the visitation of God (sighs) punishing the deceased woman for being an alcoholic and a shrew. And a shrew. Even dead and on fire. Blame the victim. Well, his name is Le Cat. He knows how to get close to a fire. The courts decided to reverse the innkeeper's sentence. <laughs> and he was released. However, the innkeeper spent the remainder of his life living in a hospital... Because he was deeply depressed. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. Or maybe possibly racked by the guilt of having murdered his lovely wife. But, you know, you know what? swings and roundabouts. It still sounds like a better backpackers than any of the ones I've stayed in. Yeah, that's true. At least they actually woke you up when there was a fire. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather find a burnt woman than a sanitary pad in the shower. Yeah. 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 Syringes in the kitchen. Yeah, backpacking. Loads of fun. Yeah, woo! Six years later, in 1731, another lady would mysteriously catch fire. 
Except this time, it was a countess. Oh. The mysterious passing of the Countess de Bundy of Cessna, Italy. As described by the Reverend Joseph Biacciani of Verona. His account is dated April the 4th, 1731. Okay. I won't do it in the accent. Please. No. You gotta do it. <laughs> Give us your best Super Mario. Come on. Oh, right. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, the Countess Cornelia Bandy, in the 62nd year of her age, was all day as well as she used to be. <laughs> but at night was observed when at supper dull and heavy. <laughs> It's called eating pasta. Exactly. Like, she's in Italy. Of course she was dull and heavy. Everyone is like... Food coma. Yeah. (laughs) She retired and was put to bed where she passed three hours or more in familiars with her maid. And in some prayers. At last, falling asleep, the door was shut. In the morning, the maid, taking notice that her mistress did not wake up at the usual hour, went into the bedchamber and called her. But not being answered, doubting some ill accident, opens the window and saw the corpse of her mistress in this deplorable condition. (laughs) Wait for it. Okay. Four feet distance from the bed, there was a heap of ashes. Right. With two legs untouched. From the foot to the knee with the stockings on. Right. All of the skull and the whole chin was burnt to ashes. Um, and amongst these ashes were found three fingers blackened. Jesus. Blackened is the end. All the rest was ashes. And the ashes had this peculiar quality that they left in the hand when taken up, a greasy and stinking moisture. Oh, that's racist. Just because she's Italian. Greasy. Who? Who? Who finds a pile of ashes (laughs) next to a pair of legs and goes, oh, get a handful of this, will you? We need the CSI music. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Let's just rub that on your gums. Yeah. Mm, that's pure Countess. <laughs> oh, I always wanted to get my hands on her. <laughs> and charcoal toothpaste was invented. <laughs> <laughs> she's a lot more gooey than I thought she'd be. <laughs> but she's got a lovely garlic flavour being Italian. <laughs> oh, that's how you can tell she's a woman of quality. Oh, feel that moisture in her ashes. Oh, feel See, that's that. A, that's a good low and slow, nice collagen oh. uh, breakdown. Oh, my God. Can you, if, they, if they put her greasy and stinking moisture into an urn, is that how the first fleshlight was invented? Oh, yuck. Oh, that's a very, very specific fuck toy. <laughs> If you really, if you're really into lighting bushfires, yeah. and obs- obsolete European monarchies, just top it up with a bit of olive oil now just and then. Once imagine a year. going into your your, your neighbourhood twenty four hour smut store. It's going, 
What have you got? I'm into, you know, the the combusted ashes of a late, of countesses, <laughs> countess, women of the people. Well, have a look over here. <laughs> 17th century. Oh. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Oh, dear. The air in the room was also observed cumbered with soot floating in it. Oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, breathe in. Oh. Like the upside down. Oh, it's like I can still smell. <laughs> oh, God. A small oil lamp on the floor was covered with ashes, but no oil in it. Two candles in candlesticks upon a table stood upright. The cotton wick was left in both, but the tallow was gone and vanished. Some sort of moisture was about the feet of the candlesticks. I, But no one bothered to put their hand in that. <laughs> the bed received no damage. The blankets and the sheets were only raised on one side, as when a person rises up from bed or goes in. Yeah. The whole furniture, as well as that bed, was spread over with moist and ash-coloured soot. Oh, like Vegemite on your sheets. Which had penetrated into the chest of drawers, even to foul the linens within. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll wait for it. <laughs> Nay, the soot was also gone into a neighbouring kitchen and hung on the walls movable so furniture and utensils from the pantry (laughs) okay from the pantry I love science from the pantry (laughs) someone walked in quickly get me my science stones (laughs) throw a rock at it throw a stone at the ash from the pantry, a piece of bread covered with the soot oh. and grown black was given to several dogs. Oh, these days hipsters would have paid good money for black bread. All of which refused to eat it. Oh, well, what do you expect? It's got the fucking mistress soot on it. What kind of sick fuck is like... Oh, my God, you think that's the... Here, boy. <laughs> Here, boy. Just... What is wrong with you that you're trying to, like, feed her goo to the dogs? <laughs> who? Who? Who does that? You know one of them gave it a bit of a nibble. Oh, without like, I don't mean the dogs. One of the people, yeah. One of the people. Yeah, why not? Like, if you're feeding it to a dog... Feed it to one of the servants. <laughs> no, they made the servants eat it. Just, just, just brush the. Ca- that's that's a hundred percent quality, Countess. You should consider yourself lucky, lucky to have that spread on your bread, Charles. Uh, that's that's Grimm's fairy tale stuff. Hey, oh Lord. So the dogs refused to eat it. In the room above. <laughs> Um, it was moreover taken notice that from the lower part of the windows trickled down a greasy, a loathsome, yellowish li- liquor. And thereabout they smelt a stink without knowing of what and saw the f- soot fly around. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> 
It was remarkable that the floor of the chamber was so thick smeared with a gluish moisture that it could not be taken off and the stink spread more and more through the other chambers. (laughs) (laughs) But surely this could not be blamed due to alcoholism or sin or bad behaviour as she was one of the nobles of society. Yeah, they did never do anything wrong. Rumours started to abound that from the friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a servant that the Countess was in the habit of washing her body in camphorated spirits of wine. Ooh. It was suggested that she had done so on the evening before her incident. So what did the medical authorities of the day conclude? Well, they thought that even though it was possible the Countess was struck by lightning... Yeah... Zap. <coughs> Just God's making toast. <laughs> However, they felt it was most likely caused by an internal combustion inside the Countess. Most likely she had risen from her bed and, on moving to the window to cool herself, was overcome and consumed by the internal fire. Right. In 1746, the Gentleman's Magazine described the Countess's internal combustion thusly. Oh, when you say Gentleman's Magazine, is this like a like a pre-Playboy nudie mag of some kind? No, 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 Gentleman. We're talking about science. Oh, of course. Ordering your science stones. Yes. And, you know, the best way to whip a servant. Excellent. Yes. In flame, f- blah, 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 of the blood... By juices and fermentations in the stomach, by the many, many, many combustible matters which are abundant in living bodies for the uses of life. And finally, by the fiery evaporations which exhale from the settlings of spirit, of wine, brandies, and other hot liquors in the tunica velosa of the stomach, and other adipose or fat membranes, within which, as chemists observe, those spirits engender a kind of camphor, which, in the night time, in sleep, by a full breathing and respiration, are put in a stronger motion, and consequently more apt to be set on fire. Radio. So, basically, in the 1700s, yes. if you drink alcohol and then try to breathe when you sleep at night, you just might catch fire. It's a sound hypothesis. <laughs> is, this, is this why you vegans shit 18 times a day? It's like letting off the pressure valve in aliens after they've shot the bullets inside the reactor. <laughs> so, if you're not a woman, yeah, not an old shrew, right? Don't bathe in spirits, mm. and don't drink, and sleep as little as possible, then you should be fine. Sounds reasonable, right? Yeah. 
Wrong! Oh, no. Wrong! Wrong! As Italian priest Don Gio Maria Batolle found out in 1776. They all seem to be happening in Italy in the late 16, 1700s. <laughs> now, Don Gio is one of the few people to have ever survived through a bout of the spontaneous combustion. <laughs> what, did fucking, what did he stop, drop, and roll? What do you do? Kind of. Okay. Kind oh, of. Oh, I've got a, I've got a, an attack of the rage against the machines. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody put me out. Oh, it's a disco inferno. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Oh, intestine inferno. <laughs> oh my god. So Don Gio yeah. had been travelling around the country when he passed near to his sister's and brother-in-law's house. So he decided to pay them a visit. Once there, Don Gio asked for a handkerchief and asked if it could be placed on his back and shoulder area. Which sounds like a pretty weird request. Yeah, just dropping in my brother's house for a weird massage. For a, for a weird <laughs> handkerchief. Yeah, let's do a hanky dance. <laughs> nothing, nothing weird. Until you realise that a lot of devout priests of the day would specifically wear shirts made of a scratchy horse hair as a penance. Because if you weren't suffering, then you just weren't serving God. Christianity is such a good idea, isn't it? Oh, oh I tell you. Because yeah. you can't whip yourself 24-7. No. You know, so what can I do? Oh, I'll get my shirt to do it for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a horse hair shirt that'll do it for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> But Don Gio sought release from his suffering that day. He was led to a private chamber for solitude for his prayers. Oh, God, he really sounded like a fun guy, didn't he? Didn't he? Oh, can you give me the hanky of relief so I can get on my prayers? <laughs> Woo! <sighs> I'll need a quiet place on my own. <laughs> yeah, with this hanky. And perhaps the, the story recounted of a certain burning duchess. Yeah. <laughs> The juices and ferments. Quickly, someone get me a moist urn. (laughs) I will bless it. Squelching can be heard from within. (laughs) It's the sound of God reaching to God. (sighs) But God, it would seem. Horsehair flashlight. (laughs) Flashlight. (laughs) Punish yourself. It's like fucking a whale's mouth. Most lifelike deep punish around. Oh. oh my God. It's like I'm being whipped by Jesus. Oh Lord. But God, it would seem, may not have been okay with Don Gio slacking and taking the evening off. Because Don Gio was alone in his chamber for only a few short minutes. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. That happens to a lot of men are here now and then. A lot of friction. You've been been on the road for a while. Yeah. Nice, fresh hanky. (laughs) Smells like a countess. (laughs) We we just thought he was prayers. We just heard this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) He's really communing tonight. Smell burning horse hair. (laughs) Very, very odd. Oh, see, that's the problem. Just all that friction. 
was bound to like ignite. Uh. <laughs> so for a few short minutes, when the rest of the house heard John Don Gio crying out in terrible agony. Uh. Uh, yes, I don't know. Maybe his hanky fell off. Rushing into the chamber, Don Gio was found. We were talking about this, the worst way to be found. <laughs> yep. Don Gio was found outstretched on the floor. Oh, dear. He seemed to be surrounded by a small flame that grew smaller and then vanished as the rest of the house approached the body. <laughs> poor little, it's like, oh, his poor little flame. Look at oh. it. The next morning, Dr. Bataya examined Don Gio. He recorded the details in his journal because what he found when he examined the patient was certainly noteworthy. His, his journal filed this under burning priest wank. <laughs> A thousand and one ways to uh, die. Oh, uh, my Lord. 13 this week. They really need to get a handle on this. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, <laughs> there's only so much of the Countess to go around. <laughs> The skin of his right arm was hanging from the bone. You're a low and slow group, would appreciate this. They would, yeah. Uh, it was hanging from the bone, almost completely detached. The skin was equally damaged from the shoulders to the thighs. He was going for it. Don Gio's right side was most badly affected and burned. And unbelievably, putrefaction had begun already. Well, that's the price of sin, isn't it? When asked what had happened, <laughs> Don Gio reportedly said that all he remembered was feeling what he felt like a blow <laughs> to his right hand. That's God spanking you. Yep. At the same time, he saw a flame on his shirt, which immediately reduced the shirt to ashes. Curiously, though, the cuffs of the shirt were completely untouched. The handkerchief applied to his back was also intact, as were his trousers. Oh, that's a that's a Ironically. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> his priest's cap had been completely burned to ash, but not a hair on his head was singed. Right. Even with intense treatment, <coughs> Don Gio's health grew worse. Don Gio complained of an unquenchable thirst and he began to suffer convulsions. Don Gio slipped into delirium as his fever grew and he began to vomit continuously. Oh. The doctor described his bowel discharges. Oh, really? As, quote, putrid and bilious matter. Oh. Isn't that just a shit? No, that's like the ultimate grog bog. Yeah, that's just... Oh. Yeah, when you've sinned so badly oh. that even your shit's just like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, even the devil is fleeing through your ass. Yeah. Maybe as a blessing, John, John, Don Gio fell into unconsciousness and died on the fourth day. Oh, man. But even before his death, the doctor reported that the smell coming from John Don Gio's body was insufferable. That even whilst alive, the doctor had seen Don Gio's nails fall off 
and worms crawling from the body onto the bed. Jesus, man. The doctor said he could find no trace of any known disease. Well, the 1700s, they knew about two. Yeah, they knew (laughs) two. The rest was just sin and the devil. (laughs) Sin and bewitching. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so what have we learnt from the 1700s so far? If you don't want to be spontaneously combust, then don't be old, don't drink, don't nag, don't be a woman, don't lay down, and don't stop working for a minute, and you should be fine. Until 1788. Oh, oh, great year for the Aboriginal people of Australia. When a man in England... Yeah. Walked into a bar. No. <laughs> when a man in England walked into a room to see a young chambermaid scrubbing the floor of the house with a fire blazing from her back. And pornography was born. <laughs> I love the whole, oh, Your Honour, she was on fire when I walked in. I tried to put her out with my penis. <laughs> I don't want to boast you on it, but it was the largest thing on hand. (laughs) (laughs) With a fire blazing from her back, startled, the (laughs) the young man said the girl carried on as if she had no idea about the flames. As if she was working under Victorian labor laws. (laughs) Yeah, just don't fucking even on fire. Just keep going. It's not time for me fire break yet. (laughs) I've got to keep burning for another 12 hours. I'll be put out on the street, be forced to become a woman of the people. (laughs) The man yelled, alerting the girl to the fire. But even if the 17 would have been, excuse me, ma'am, I would like to suggest that the bilious nature of of the flyers is circumventing nature and has attached oneself to those person. He probably lectured her for having the, the temerity to catch fire in his study. Yeah, oh, you bloody womanly soot. Do that in the kitchen. Oh, clogging up my mantelpiece. <laughs> oh, ruining my platypus skin. Oh, my lord. Oh. My science rocks are covered in soot. Oh, I've heard about women having their periods, but I've never seen one in the flesh. This is what happens, right? This is a hot flash. Oh, my lord. Let's oh. put a pause on that menopause. Get yourself back down to the cellar. <laughs> the coal cellar. Where you can burn like the witch you are. <laughs> Oh, she's scrubbing. She's probably scrubbing all of her period away. <laughs> she be illegal. Oh, next you know she'll be howling at the moon and then voting. <laughs> oh. yeah, cold day in hell now. I shall ride my horse very fast at the king's race. And hopefully no <laughs> women run in front of me. Oh, Lord. So he alerted the girl to the fire. <laughs> you there, put yourself out. Find that very distracting. Try to read the gentleman's magazine. Use the chamber pot. Yeah, who do you think you are? You're not a countess. How dare you be on fire? <laughs> Scoundly woman of the people. <laughs> no, I bet you. I bet. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't even feed you to my dogs if you were on my toast. Oh, so he alerted her to the fire. Yeah, gave her a good talking to. Only then did she seem to become aware of the flames. 
Oh, Lordy. Oh, I do bad, do appear to be on the fire. <laughs> oh, I should take this home and show the children. Be the first time they've been warm. Oh, I've never been able to afford a fire of my own. <laughs> well, now you're stealing one from my house. Oh, yeah. Oh, thief, lock her away. Send her to Australia. Quickly. <laughs> Find a new continent. Transported for catching on fire in the in the Lord's house. <laughs> Clearly she stole my fire. Clearly impersonating a countess. Oh. Oh. So she became aware of the flames and began to scream. <laughs> oh, my lordy, it's my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> the young man attempted to extinguish the flames. Yeah. Probably just by chastising them. (laughs) (laughs) That's very rude. I know I have to go to the theatre later. Could you do this after I've been dressed, Mary? Honestly. Oh, and what's the point of scrubbing the flyer? You're literally just making it dirtier with your soot. With your dirty womanly soot. (sighs) Women. How, how could they possibly vote for a king? They can't even control their own flammable cells. <laughs> can't even stop themselves from catching fire. Women. <laughs> Next, you'll want me to put her out. The young man attempted to extinguish the flames, but she fell dead before he could. <laughs> Imagine he just went over and like pulled the button for like and just waited for his butler to come out and be like, put that young girl out over there. She seems to be a fire. She's just, I can't hear my clock ticking. Oh, she's upsetting the hounds. Oh, could you maybe just get me a cup of tea? I have rare orchids in this room. Yeah. The humidity is now well out of bounds. Oh, take it from her check. Make sure that her children have sold to pay for the damage to my wallpaper. So, spontaneous human combustion, five, 1700s medical science, zero. But so far, we have only stoked the fibers. Maybe next century, we can inflame the truth. Oh. Oh, yes, that's a multiple parter. <laughs> To be continued at a later date, we will explore spontaneous human combustion in the 18th century. Oh, brilliant. I do like that. Yes. (laughs) And we can see if science has made any medical advances, but... Beyond the florid prose of of the original descriptions. (laughs) We don't know what caused it, but fuck me, I'm going to write about it in a very nice way. Oh, I'm going to... Oh, with the bubbling and the mixtures and the... the Alchemy. Oh, I don't know what happened, but my God, I love to fuck her ashes. <laughs> my Lord, it's the perfect woman. I just had enough of her. I just put the lid on the jar. <laughs> I keep her as a fox, Larry. Oh, that's how a woman should be. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm going to write this in a diary and I'm going to pass it down through generation to generation until it reaches my great Great, great, great grandson, Army Hammer. <laughs> so he can appreciate what it's like to fuck a piece of meat. Burnt meat. And then I'll put it on the low and slow website. 
Maybe a lawn army. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But before we do that, I am very excited for what's going to happen. Are we going to talk about what's going to happen oh, next week. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Do you want to recap the promise that you made to the people? <coughs> with um, with all the intemperance of a woman who would dare to catch fire in in the master's bedroom. Mm-hmm. I promised that if we reached 5,000 listeners on mm-hmm. Instagram or uh-huh. viewers on Instagram, whatever you call it because I'm old, that I would allow you to buy me a haunted doll from mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. eBay mm-hmm. and I would live with it in my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. And now apparently I fucking have to do that. Because our beautiful listeners, our beautiful supporters rallied round, their cats rallied round. <laughs> and at the last viewing we have 5,115... Beautiful followers on Instagram. We'd like to thank very much everyone uh, who got us here. Yay. So in special celebration, I'm going to do some research, have a look, pull up a few examples. And next week we're going to sit down. I'm going to read you the options. And I'm going to give a demon its forever home. Yeah, you're going to – well, what we'll do is we'll we'll, – I'll narrow it down to some selections. You can point out the one which you would prefer – then I think we need to, we'll put a poll up on Instagram and we'll let the people vote which... Which haunted doll I have to live with. Which haunted doll you have to t- bring into your home and then record for our listeners um, <laughs> what happens. Yeah, awesome. If there's any little feet. Run- and the best thing is you actually have floorboards all through your yeah. through your house so they are perfect for the sounds of little like porcelain feet yeah. just tap 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 tapping. I'm going to do like the whole paranormal activity thing and leave like baby powder all over the carpet. Oh. Oh my god, you need to put those night cameras just yeah. all through your house. Yeah. I don't need those in my house. <laughs> But we'll have to devise some kind of experiment to see whether or not it is haunted in some way or not. Yeah. <sighs> and if you survive the week. Um, if Yay. not, um, one of our lucky listeners will have the chance to replace John as <laughs> <laughs> co-host oh, of great. Gavin so in someone, the Woods. Someone is now putting a decent, proper haunted one online. <laughs> this one kills slightly disaffected podcasters. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i am so excited i've already just sort of had a i've had a peek yeah so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna set some dra- ground rules okay anyone that dolls that are listed as i make you think you're having a heart attack we're gonna cross them off that's yeah, not cool that's not cool that's not cool we're gonna cross them off um anything else you want to cross off the list i'll let you cross something off the list anything that came from ed or lorraine warren's house That'd be nice. That sounds fair. Let's get rid of that. Yeah, that sounds fair. And anything creepy and weird like, oh, this is going to make you horny. No. (laughs) Why would you... Oh, my God. Why would you not want the horny doll? (coughs) That sounds like the perfect doll. I don't want to be found fucking a countess's ashes in a slurry in a bucket. With my eyes rolling around in the back of my head. If I had to pick anybody who was going to be found doing that anyway, it would be you. I don't think a doll... Again. (laughs) You are from Perrier, mate. I haven't had a drink in eight years and there's a reason why. (laughs) Too many Countess slurries. (laughs) Although the charcoal effect has whitened my dick. Oh, no. There you are. That's our next bit of merchandise. We do a (laughs) flashlight called the Countess slurry. (laughs) Part earn, part sex toy. 
so very wrong. It is very, very wrong. Much so like wrong. the scientific investigations of the 16 and 1700s. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, just, yeah, it's just, oh, just, I just love it. Just don't be a woman. <laughs> Don't nag your husband and you won't catch fire. If you don't want to catch fire, don't be a woman. Yeah. Oh. Goodness gracious. Oh, God. Oh. You should have been born a man. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Like a man. <laughs> oh. Periods. <laughs> They're just dirty. Oh. All right. So we're going to do that next week, are we? Yes. We're going to we... invite a demon into my life? Yes. I'm so excited. Well, you've, got, you've already got a kid. It's kind of like... Very true. If He's your competition. Yeah, you'll kind of be used to it. So I'm uh, tune in next week and uh, then look for the poll and we can have a vote and we can get a little haunted into your life. But, yeah, so in the, in the mealtime, just remember to take heed of evil company. and Yes, and real women don't catch fire. <laughs> Whilst real mothmen eat the carpet. Even if it's covered in strange goo and slurry. And soot. Right. What do you do that? Feed it to the dogs. Whitens your teeth. <laughs> I'm turning this off now. Uh-huh.